Good evening. Good evening. So, I'm just inviting some people in. All right. Good evening. Hey. Hey. Mercedes, um, it's like 7.02. Will you start about 7.05 waiting for people to come in? And I'm also inviting people to the room because apparently um, they're not on social. They just been uh, MIA. Okay. Holidays. So uh, I think some people still didn't think that we were going to have anything today. Which Meantime, how one's holiday? Good so far. I gotta work through this holiday, but other than that, it's been pretty all right. Can't complain. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you get paid double or triple? Or did they don't? No, I just didn't uh, put in for time off this time of the year. But I know uh, I'm probably gonna take uh, two or three days off uh, in the second week of January. But for sure, I'm coming the first two weeks of February. So I'm looking forward to coming stateside. You know. Perfect. I'm almost done. Um, anybody else? Anybody have anything? Um. As far as drinking, and it can be, oh, excuse me. Excuse me, that was the longest draw. Beer, beer related or, or um, alcohol, doesn't matter. Anybody try anything new? See, I'm almost done. I think I'm good. Good here. All right. Ooh. So, oh, I heard Chris, but then I didn't. I don't see him. Um, I'm gonna went back out. So, let's see what else did I have for y'all. Um. We will be off for uh, New Year's because I, I really assume that people will be kind of like um, toasted the day after. Um, and wanted to do like a topic and I'll do some, um, put out some ads for it, but kind of talk about taboos and um, misconceptions. That's going to be the um, the topic. It's going to re- uh, kind of revolve around beer-related things as well as just just typical things that you think are taboos or that uh, shouldn't be, that people see as taboos. And I'll give you an example. Apparently, there's a thing where people think that women that drink old fashions um, well, they think that drinking an old fashioned is a male drink, and I never heard of that. So, wanted to talk about that and how that's related and 
why people think that and some misconceptions about people. So, so it is 7.06. So thank you and welcome to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence on craft beer. My name is Angie. I'm the Undeniable Vixen. And we do have a guest today. And um, and I'm going to go and put on my headset. So as we're, you know, kind of ending out the um, 2022, getting ready for the new year, I have been scrolling around and I saw Epic Beer Review. I was like, okay. I would love to know another insight as far as like um, California and the beer scene and how I'm going to do is just ask you a couple of questions. We're just going to have a conversation, nothing wild or crazy. And then I'll open the floor up for other conversation. Will that be okay? Yeah, that'd be okay. Well, well, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, when did you start Epic Beer Review? Um, I started Epic Beer Review about um, around the time of the pandemic. I had started homebrewing, and then I got into more um, tasting. So, um, I just kind of wanted to start Epic Beer Review to kind of give people a basic knowledge of tasting that didn't revolve around like the nuance that sometimes our, us brewers and home brewers have. Just real simple laid out beer tasting. Okay, so you wanted to make kind of like um, hey, your every day-to-day one-on-one kind of uh, trying, to, trying to take out the mystery out of drinking craft beer. Yeah, and um, especially for people of color, especially for black folks, like when it comes to IPAs and things like that, mm-hmm. they don't see it as um, drinks that we typically drink. So I wanted to, you know, kind of lend a face to that because I love IPAs. It's one of my favorite beer styles. Mm-hmm. So I, I really wanted to lend a face to that. And it's not all just the frat white boys who drink IPAs. Uh, I have uh, just recently become on Team IPA because I did not like it. Um, but that, yeah, well, you know, I, I found myself enjoying hazies more. But for platforms like yours, like, you know, continue to show it like, you know, over and over again, different variations of it. I finally found one that I liked and then I kind of went. I was like, okay, it's not as horrible as I thought. Nice. So, let's go back a little bit. I guess I really am very curious with your um, avatar. So, I see you with, um, it looks like it might be Islamic art, but I'm not really sure, so I'm going to ask. Is that... Just you just have just happen to have that or no, is, is um you know when they have created those little um 
the AI avatars. That was okay. one of the one that came up, and I I thought it was like really dope and amazing. Okay. And like, oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna keep it. Okay, because I was gonna go on a deep dive. I was like, okay, so with it, you know, maybe having the Islamic religion, how is that dealing with craft beer? Oh, how does right, that happen? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's half, that was half my quiz. I'm gonna go deep, deep, girl. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> what part of California are you in? I am from Watts. That's why usually I open a video by saying Watts up. I'm from Los Angeles, specifically the city of Watts. Okay. So, how? And you've lived there all your life. Yes. In this, in California. Okay. So, how how do you feel craft beer has changed in your area? Um, as far as getting a more of a push from not knowing anything to people being a little bit more open to it? Um, it's, it's slow to come, but it's changing. Um, cause you have people like Tao and Benny with crowns and hops. So I see a lot of people, you know, drinking crowns and hops. I see a lot of people picking up on the people's Republic. Um, it's a beer out here called the people's, um, people's Republic of South Central. That's another mm -hmm. um, beer brand out here, and a lot of people are picking up on that. So I see people drinking that, and, um, you know, out here it's a little different because there are no places for me to really pick up craft beer. I have to go to Inglewood or East L.A., places like that, or downtown L.A. In the immediate mm -hmm. area of Watts, it's not really available. So it's starting to finally, slowly, I can go into some um, grocery stores and stores and find the beers that I need. So is People's Republic, is that a Black-owned business or a it's, person of color? It's a Black-owned business. Okay, okay. I had never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, it's called People's um, Republic of South Central. Nice, okay. And um, how, do you, how have you been perceived as far as like when you're going to maybe, you're in Inglewood and you may be going to a beer pub uh, going in as a woman, um, I'm a, I'm not going to make the assumption, but um, are you uh, in the LGBTQ plus yes. community? All yes. right, all right. So how how is that? Um, is it making a difference? Do you feel um, welcome? Or is it any, you know, what is your normal, I guess, day to day when you go to like Inglewood or somewhere when you're going to have some craft beer? How are you um, and dealt with as far as customers? I, yeah, Inglewood, I usually go to Hank's Market so, to get my beer. So I do see people of color. Um, when I go to pubs and breweries, I'm usually like one of a handful. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like to see that change because the closest breweries to me are L.A. Um, L Works and Common Space, and in that in those scenes, um, I can count the amount of us that's in there. And so I would love to see that change, and hopefully my platform, you know, I do have a diverse um, a diverse amount of people watching it. So hopefully that does change, so that we can. Maybe I'll do some meetups or something so that we can, it could be more than a handful of us. Because uh, a, a lot of black, like 
Benny and Tail said black people enjoy beer. Like black people love beer. So it shouldn't be just I should be able to go and experience us in our element without being like, oh, I can count the amount of us that's here. Do you see a lot of um, appropriation? Uh, because as far as beer, you know, made, yeah. yeah. So how would you like how would you like to change that? If you're able to um, collaborate with a brewery, what would you like them to do for the appropriation to try to change that? Even with, um, you know, we it's going to be like a, a big flood of things for our black history. It's always a big thing for great pride. But instead of it being um, appropriate, how would you like people to appreciate your culture? I mean, that, yeah, with the pride and the black history thing, that, that got out of hand. Um, if you're going to appropriate the culture, at least be able to get back to it or hire the people who, hire the people in the brew house, in the pubs, in, as beer servers, as brewers, so that you can know what the culture is about. You're not just, oh, I heard it in a rap song or I saw it on a video or I heard somebody say it, so now I'm going to put it on a can of beer and I'm going to shovel it out for this Black History Month to act like I'm actually doing something. Or I'm going to put a rainbow flag on a beer can for Pride Month and act like I actually care about the community. Like, for both of those instances, you should be hiring the people who you're trying to push this product to. Actually get to know them. Um, find some things that help the community. It's different avenues to go about that, but I, I doubt uh, brewers will. It's more about the probably the bottom line, whether they, um, rather than helping the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but even with that, um, you know, you being one person or even a group of people, um, you still can make a a change or at least share your voice. Yeah. Um and that's and and I know you do that already. Um, luckily, I where I do work. Um, I have a brewer, Dave, who is an amazing listener, and he is. Mm -hmm. He'll he even helps me with my own brews, and it's. But luckily for there, I haven't seen any like a cultural appropriation, and every month they try to um donate. The money and proceeds from beers that they do have to local um, communities and businesses and things that need help. So um, I've gotten lucky in that sense, but I would like to see more people do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I, I wouldn't mind having a, a collaborative effort and, you know, help brew a beer or help review a beer and any proceeds from that can go to, um, the MJF fund that they have for um, brewers of color. Mm -hmm. the, uh, I would I would love to do something like that because those businesses do need help. They um, it's a scholarship, so it it helps get um, more brewers and distillers of color in the business. So I wouldn't mind doing a collaborative effort like, like that. Yeah, the, um, you're speaking of the Michael Jackson Foundation. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you. So I I know that you you said that you brew beer at home, and you've been doing that for how long? That I've been doing for like two three years now. Have you ever reviewed one of your own beers on your show? Oh no, no, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be pretentious at all or and plus uh, part of me is like I always think my beers don't taste as good as they should you know how you mm-hmm. get it on head and I'm like oh I think I brewed a good beer and then I'm like no nah, maybe I didn't maybe maybe I need to have an outside source drink this and really give me some good tasting notes I don't think my beer is as good as it really is yeah maybe you need to have a guest on there and yeah. let, let them do a uh... A taste. Yeah, I have a stout okay. minting right now, and I'm a little nervous about it, but hopefully it tastes mm-hmm. well. So, what do you think um, with your IG account? Where would you like it to go? So, say in five years, what would you like to be doing on this platform, or doing something totally different? Um, as far as Epic Beer Review, I would like to eventually get to the point where I cover the um the local LA scene in entirety and also get some brewers of um brew companies of color like that like I know it's some in San Francisco in the Bay Area but I would like to expose um people more to those um breweries of color and the local LA beer scene for sure. That's what I would love to do with that have people on um, as guests so that they can um, talk about the tasting notes of their beer. And, uh, and I would love to have my own brewery. I think that's all of our kind of dreams, to have our own brewery so that we have us um, call our own, you know, to a place to brew in peace in theory. But, um, yeah, I would love for it to grow and become a bigger platform. Hopefully. So, what do you think your um in your brewery setting? What do you think would be your special beer that that you've made? You know, like if I get this perfected, this would be definitely on the tap always. Mm. I'll probably have a, always a West Coast IPA on tap. <laughs> okay. A West Coast, yeah. I, I love other IPAs, but West Coast IPA to me is like the best taste. Hazies are amazing. A good hazy, mm-hmm. especially with like citrus or um, like an orange zest taste, great. But yeah, West Coast IPA, yeah, always on tap. Okay. And do you, and you're wanting to have your brewery in in Watts? Yes, because we. Okay. It's no, I grew up in um, out here all my life, and there's there's not even a bar that's local. Mm. So it's not a bar, it's not a brewery, it's not even a like a restaurant that serves alcohol that's local. Yeah. Or serves beer that's local. It, it's nothing out here like that. Hmm. Is it um? Like redlining, like old school redlining districts. Why do you think that it's just like nothing 
just like local? Um, I think definitely after the watch rise, watch kind of got less than the the um left behind. Kind of just got left to its own devices, with no with no help, no anything. It was just there because now they're trying to now they start to rebuild it and it has places like um, Smart and Final, Nike outlets, stuff like that where they have torn like the back part of the projects down and they're rebuilding condos and they're putting basically gentrification, they're putting stuff over there for the new condos and but it's nothing nothing in the way of restaurants or anything like that. Watch just kind of got left behind. And now they're they're trying to help, but it's I don't know if it's too little, too late, or will it actually improve anything, or will it just get gobbled up in gentrification like everything else? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. One thing that I wanted to know, because it seems I'm I'm I guess I'm still kind of like in awe that. There's nothing that's necessarily local to you, you know, until you have to kind of, you know, get in the car and go. Absolutely. Like, is, yeah, go ahead. Like I'm uh, saying, like Inglewood, Hawthorne, downtown Lay. That's the closest. Those, those are the places that are closest to me to go get beer. Like, the local um, liquor stores, they have some, but not a variety of craft beer. Like, mm-hmm. in some neighborhoods, you may see a bottle shop, or even, like, in the grocery store, you may see a variety of craft beer. Here, we have, like, probably one or two, three, four if you're pushing it, but for the most part, no. I, there's no place in Watts that I can look and go, hey, there's a restaurant that you could possibly get a beer at. So, is there a place, as far as a state, it makes me think. It makes me think about this question. Is there a beer that you know, if I can get my hands on X Y Z, I want it. What is a brewery that you have wanted to try that you can't get your hands on? Moore's Brewing Company. Okay, Chicago's want- Chicago's yeah. finest. Yeah. <laughs> What I want to try that. I want to see what that beer is about. Um, it used to be um, Animal Crossing. Not Animal Crossing, excuse me. Um, I forgot the name of it. In Florida. Tripping they, Animals. Tripping they, Animals. Yeah. But yeah. I finally, finally got my hands on like one or two of those cans. So I'm happy mm-hmm. about that. Um, but yeah, Moore's Brewing Co. A couple places in, um, in Virginia. Uh, Virginia's starting to have a really nice craft beer scene. So I do mm-hmm. want to go there and try some beers out. Do you plan on doing some traveling this year? I do. To go I do. Next year, I'm planning on traveling a lot more to um, ex- experience more beers. And I do like Virginia because I know Capsule now has a brewery company, and I would love to try one of Capsule's beers. Okay. Yeah. Capsule. So, yeah, yeah I, I want to start with that and just work my way around 
to try like different beers and definitely support people who do watch who do watch um epic beer review so yeah yeah i would love to support them any way that i can that's awesome well those are all the questions that i really had um so i'm gonna open the floor up for anyone that may have a question and usually i end up uh if someone says something usually uh, gets me to thinking of something else. But, oh, I uh, I know that you said that you worked at a brewery. So do you, are you like an assistant brewer there? No, um, there I do cashiering and bar backing. Okay. So yeah, um, we have a great brewery with Dave, the old, do brew days. Mm-hmm. So David do brew days. So he'll bring you down there and you'll help him brew from start to finish. And then when uh, your beer gets transferred to the, the uni tank, he'll come down there and have you help him transfer the beer. It's it's an amazing thing that he allows us to um, he allows us to help out so that we get anybody in the brewery can get uh, familiar with the process. Well, that's really great. Um, I guess I would also mention to you, um, I know that uh, he does things, but have you ever heard of uh, Pink Boots? Heard of, uh, say that again? Pink Boots. It's a... Oh, I have, I have. Yeah. yeah, so there should be a location uh, in LA or a cal- or near you somewhere. Blanca um, would be the person for sure. Ah, okay. Blanca, who is uh, our incoming president for Pink Boots, and I can shoot you some uh, shoot you her information because they're always doing those things as far as having brew days, and especially if you're wanting to um, your your dream is to eventually open a brewery, that can give you some uh, assistance as far as experience and also. there's different classes that you can take, you know, through the organization. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely that. shoot you that information. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Sorry, Angie. I'm just gonna hop in real quick. Um, yeah, hop in. Yeah. Are you familiar with the uh, Brewers Association's mentorship program? Um, no, I am not. Okay, there's a couple of us um, in in this little family meeting of ours on Monday. Um, but what it is, it's a 12-week rotation that the Brewers Association puts on. It's 100% free, and you have about five to six mentors throughout that rotation. And you can pick if you are um, entering the industry, if you have a business in planning, even if the planning is just literally in your head that one day I want to open a brewery. And then there's a track for advancing professionals. Um, I was a mentee last year. I was a mentor this year. It's really good networking. I know a couple mentees that have gotten like dream jobs just through networking and connections with their mentors. Highly, highly recommended. Um, I'm going to find the link. I know the spring application is open now. And then at the end of the rotation, you'll get a $1,500 stipend from the Brewers Association that you either can apply to attending um the following hosting of Craft Brewers Conference. So the next one would be 2024, where you could apply that stipend, 
or $1,500 towards building up your library or applying those funds to some type of technical course. So highly, highly recommend that. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you telling me that. Absolutely. Anybody else? And hey, Aubrey in the, in the, uh, in the audience and uh, Rob, I don't know if I spoke to you. Um, Mercedes, please give me or, or tell us your IG channel and when you have your Epic Beer Reviews. Um, the name of the, my IG channel, well, I have two of them. My personal one is um, I am Epic Merce. My beer review channel is Epic Beer Review. Um, I try to do a, a beer review weekly if not every other day, because sometimes I have like a 12 pack that I have to get through. So with those, I'll usually try to do one every other day to in order to get through the 12 pack. Um, especially when it's like the Christmas beers and stuff like that. But I definitely try mm -hmm. to do one like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like as much as I possibly can. Okay. Oh, okay. And I'm going to... Ashley uh, sent the link and I've just DM'd you with it too. Okay. So Mercedes, I'm sorry to introduce myself properly earlier. I'm still, I don't know where in the world I am mentally dealing with Christmas. I'm like, oh shit, it is Monday. So <laughs> I'm a little bit more together, but who had my fair share of eggnog and other yummy edibles. So anywho, um, I'm based here in Vegas, so not super far away from you. And I have a lot of family in Inglewood and a bit further out in Seal Beach and all that. And this is a conversation I constantly have with them is what is the, the legwork that's happening to engage, you know, your urban chamber there in LA, um, like, you know, the Taste of Soul event. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. That's like yes. one of the biggest black, like there. So I'm just out of curiosity, what type of engagement have you had from community organizations or politicians? Is that something that you've stayed out of? Or is it something that you're interested in getting a bit more support on that end? Um, As far as building a brewery in, my, in the city of Wasia, uh, I've tried to get them, um, information on how that would go about because like it baffles me that we don't have anything like at all but as far as like just getting information like tail and benny from crowns and hops is a, a world of resource information um like they were at i believe they had a booth at taste of soul this year but um yeah it's just from them looking at what they're doing and the work that they put in and yeah, that's where a lot of my resources and information come from because it's no real person to reach out here to be like, hey, I want to open a brewery. Where can I do it? What exactly is the uh, process? Because LA's liquor license, beer license process is ridiculous. So it's it's not as easy as being like, hey, today I want to open um what exactly are the permits? How can I do this? You got to certain zones and certain licenses you have to get. And you got to, it's ridiculous sometimes. LA's sucks at being able to build like 
breweries and things of that nature. Okay. Um, well, I know Angie sent you that link. I'll send you my email directly. Um, like I said, Vegas is not that far away and I actually am debating if I'm coming that way for New Year's or not, but anything that I can, um, you know, recommend or connect you with some of my family members there in LA, I definitely will do it because that's, that's one of my biggest issues when I travel. They're like, why are you always just passing through when you go to San Diego? And I'm like, cause y'all ain't got what I want here. But I, I would encourage you to really um, just consider who can be your allies and more than anything else from a cultural uh, and historical preservation side. There may be a historical building there. There may be a lot of nuisance buildings where there will be government funding that will help you get in that building and likely subsidize your rent if you are engaged in the community and that's a part of your business model. Excellent. I think Mercedes, she put us up on mute. <laughs> or she might've got a call, I'm not sure. Um, Mercedes, are you there? You blew her mind, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being mind blown, everybody in here is adults. I found these um, edibles and they're based off of Mexican gummies. And I got these uh, sweet chili spice watermelon gummies. My God. And had that with micheladas yesterday. Highly recommend mm -hmm. it. Somebody had a good Christmas. It was great. Chris, are you here and I just don't see you? Yeah, I'm here. Hell, because I heard your voice. I said, Ooh. That's why, okay. Yeah, this is weird. I mean, I'm, I'm on ghost, I mean, I, I'm on ghost shift for this week, so I have to work. But like, it, no one's really at the office, I just gotta be there, and someone may ask a question. But so I'm like, All right, cool, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. But I'm here, I'm here. Is anybody else here? And I just don't see. Let me go out. Hold on. Because I don't see nobody. Sorry about that. My phone had a uh, lost signal. You're good. It's all good. Now I can see it. Because I was like, I can. Okay. Okay, Mercedes. What? Did you? Uh, I don't. I don't know if you missed what at the last thing that Ashley said. No, uh, uh, resources okay. about her, her family. Yeah, I heard that. Okay, perfect, 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 perfect. Um, was that yeah, really so, it? Yeah. Go oh, ahead, I, I was gonna say Mercedes. So I'm following. I'm following you on YouTube right now and Instagram. So I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, your reviews. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to them. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, awesome. I mean, one of the things, well, do you can any of your homebrew? Uh, by the way, yes. Yes. Okay. I can send you some if you want some. <laughs> well, I'll be back in the States because I'm, 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 I'm out of country right now. But when I'm back, I'm going to definitely, because I would love to try it because I know it sounds like you were, you didn't want to like, say yo my beer's taste is good but it's it's funny because there are a few brewers who are like 
Nah, I, I, I make good stuff. Like I know, I know my stuff is good. So I'm, I, I'm all about home brewers and you know people on the cusp of doing their own thing. So I, I'm looking forward to tasting what you got. Thank you. I, I'm definitely looking forward to somebody tasting this. So I can know if it's a a good beer, or should I yeah. try something a little different? I mean, I guess it's like making music. Like, yo, I know I like this artist and they're really good and I'm making stuff, but is it good, you know? Right. But not good in the way they make it, but good in my own way that people can respect it. So I guess that's the, but that's what it comes to, to being creative in any field. You're like, oh, I really like this, but I'm not ripping off someone, but am I that good? But, um, but I know at least having a great palate is the first step, you know, you because I know when I homebrewed something the first time, something went wrong in the process and it came out really bitter and not in a good way. So I, was, uh, I, yeah. I know I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. My first home brewed a homebrew beer that I beer um, brewed. I was just like happy that I didn't kill myself. I was like, oh, well, I didn't poison myself. So we're doing good. But um, yeah, it was a it came out pretty decent. I was surprised. OK. So, yeah, well, I, I think it's just trial and error. Um, definitely tasting throughout the process so you can know whether or not the beer is good. What equipment did you start off with in, in, in your in your homebrew? Like, I always wonder because I, 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 I usually see, like, the kit where everyone's, like, they blew in a couple of thousand and they, you know, they run in the mini meth lab in their um, back in, in their garage. <laughs> yeah, what did you yeah, start off with? You, Usually when uh, you go to a homebrew store, that's kind of like the starter kit they give you. You got the um, the five-gallon pot. You got the two um, the two plastic like bands, one for fermentation and one for bottling. Um, yeah, you start off with a simple little little setup because homebrewing, just an advisement, can get really pricey really fast. Just... From one thing to the next, you look up and you've spent way too much money on stuff. Just from bottling to to ingredients. The ingredients is the cheapest thing you'll buy. Oh, no one ever talks about that. So the ingredients themselves are cheaper. It's just everything to to make the magic happen. That's where you're going to be spending. Yeah, the... Because you'll go from using the, the little cheap hydrometer that's 6 $7 to now you want a refractor because you want to be accurate. And you'll go from just using the, the pot on the, the stove to now you're like, I should get a grandfather because if I get a grandfather, I can do it all in one and I won't have to worry about that. And then you go to trying to get a bigger, better fermenter because you want the beer to be perfect. Oh, yeah, so like, I'm definitely taking notes. I'm, I'm I'm just a little quiet because I'm taking notes. So yeah, yeah. The it, it, the equipment itself gets the prices. Every like the because um I got for this brew that I'm brewing I got the um, the carb drops and I got the carb drops because sometimes when you're um going from fermenter to bottling you'll lose a little carbonation a little. Um, a little, a little dextrose and from the sugar. So the carb drops they help, but those are six dollars a pop. So well, six dollars a bag. 
So it becomes one of those things where you look up and you spent more than you intended to spend, but the beer comes out nice. So you use that as justification. Mercedes, I have a question for you. As you get more into homebrewing, and, I, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I don't homebrew nearly as much as my heart would like to, but I have bougie ingredients that I brew with. So those are my most expensive parts of my brews. But have you looked at fostering any relationships with homebrew stores or things like that? Because you're creating content and, um, you know, you, you're in a, in a position where you can really leverage that exposure through your brand and your platforms to take care of some of these expenses you're incurring. Um, no, I haven't thought about that because, once again, the closest homebrew shop that I have is in Torrance, which is, like, off the... Like, it's a good 30 minutes away from where I actually live. So I've never really thought about that. It's usually, like, out of convenience. Like, this is the only home store I can actually go to. That's a quick drive versus Anaheim and all that, which is usually, like, an hour away. So, yeah, I'll probably talk to the um, the home um, the shop about that because I'm there enough. So, yeah, I've never really thought about that. It's just getting equipment to make sure things are going well that might be something i'll look into though definitely have you ever um have you ever like uh joined or sat in with a homebrew However, did what? Like a homebrew, like, uh, like we have a homebrew, like group, in uh VFW, where people. That's another way that you can get some uh different uh palettes to drink your beer as well. Uh yes. Together. Okay. Yes, it's a homebrew um group um called SoCal Cisneros out here. Um, that one of our assistant brewers from where, um, from Arch District Brewing, where I work, um, they have a, a brew club. So, yeah, that's definitely a wealth of information. And it, it does help out, it's just time. Mm hmm. Yeah, I get that. Does anyone else have any other questions for Mercedes? Not a question so much, just gratitude for doing what you do and elevating different voices than the quote-unquote norm in the industry. And we're cheering you on. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it started out something that I... Um, actually enjoy doing for fun um just tasting beer learning different tasting notes like um I believe it was chris was saying like it helps you as far as brewing beer when you have the ability to taste isolated um flavors and notes and that's definitely um happens with beer tasting you you get taste the beer and it's like, oh, I know exactly what, what hop that is. 
So it started off fun and it's something that you know I hope to continue to do and grow it. Um, I enjoy doing it. So thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it. And thank you, thank you so much. Um, I said this, it was really great talking to you and learning more about you. I feel um, that this will be. Um, it gave me more insight to you and, and uh, just getting a, a little bit of a snapshot. But I'm definitely will be looking for that, even if it's even if it's just a post of someone tasting your beer, because I think it is probably better than you trying than you trying to say that it is. So. I hope so. Uh, part of me <laughs> wants to believe that it is, but part of me, I don't know. It, it might be good or it might be like something left to be desired. Hopefully it's good. Well, either way, I'm sure it's this great start to what your dreams are. And I am a believer of uh, chasing your dreams and getting to where, where you want to be. So whatever we can do to help as far as resources, if it's information, if it's, you know, let me point you to this person that's near you. We're more than happy to do that. Okay, thank you. And yeah. Hopefully, so, out of this, we might get some more people who want to review beers so that when brewers of color do come out with beers, we can be the ones reviewing them and help them grow as well. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank, every, thank you to everyone that came through uh, for being Black and Craft. And as I said, we are going to be on Slushy Honey. We're going to be on hiatus and we will be back on January 9th. Where, like I said, the topic is going to be about taboos. Yes. And we'll be coming back to you at 7 o'clock on the 9th. And again, thank you for uh, coming to Being Black and Craft, where we don't apologize for recognizing our influence in craft beer or on craft beer. I am Angie. The Undeniable Vixen, Ms. Chris, our mod other moderator, BeerQuest TV, and have a wonderful uh, rest of your 2022 on 2023. Good night, y'all. Happy first day, Kwanzaa, if that's your thing. Good night. Happy <laughs> Unity. Thank you guys Good for watching, and I appreciate it. Happy um, New Year's and happy holidays. All right. Have a good night.